Have you ever struggled with technology? Have you been frustrated when you're, you know, you hear all of these other fellow entrepreneurs who are out there really, you know, using technology and marketing and having all this success and you're not? Well, I'm John Bowen at Accelerating Entrepreneurial Success, where we bring together each business day one of the top entrepreneurs doing something remarkable. And I, I got to tell you, my guest today is going to help you with that frustration. Matter of fact, he might just take it away from you. So it's very important for you to hear this whole thing because I met him about four years ago. And this was before I was using technology, videos, uh, marketing automation, all this stuff. And I'll tell you, Mike Klein really pointed me in the right direction. It's just been there for me. Amazing. Hey, Mike, Mike Klein. And Mike, I got to just before I bring you, I've got you on camera, but before I let you talk, I just want to go tech guys who get marketing. I didn't believe it when I first met you, Mike. And I'll tell you, I now know that it's true. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, no, Mike, Mike, where did that name come from? I mean, you know, that that doesn't, you know, you, you think about it. Uh, it's, you know, we're always talking about as entrepreneurs, we got to get focused on a niche that it's cut, you know, that we're really delivering great value to this group. And, you know, your, your name is about as clear. I, I look at you know, my companies. I don't have any companies that are even approaching your clarity. Where did it come from? <laughs> well, I was actually trying to explain what we do, what we, you know, kind of the, the proposition of the business to Dan Sullivan many years ago. And, uh, you know, when I originally got into business, the sort of the formal name of the company was Generic Solution Engineering because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And uh, in a conversation with Dan along the way, he's like, so you're, you're telling me like you're a tech guy, but you do marketing. <laughs> and it kind of hit me. I was like, uh, yeah, in fact, that's a much better, easier brand to, to create and let people understand exactly what we do in one line. So. Well, and I, I'm glad Dan coached you. I mean, Dan is obviously a good friend <laughs> of both of us. And, and the reality is generic, what was it, generic engineering? Uh, yeah, see, yeah, I don't even remember it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of the things, you know, we're not going into branding today, but, you know, a little extra bonus lesson. Mike, uh, you, I mean, you and I are in a couple mastermind groups together. We're uh, good friends. We're doing projects together and so on. So I have learned a lot and I want our viewers and listeners to learn a lot too. You know, tell me, you know, really how you got so passionate about this technology stuff and helping marketing people because, you know, it's not, I, I don't know if anybody else is as focused on this as you are and certainly no one is high profile. Well, I got started on the technology side first. These sort of mechanics, mechanical stuff, electromechanical stuff is, is kind of been my, my passion, just sort of personal interest. And I got into the computer world back in 2000, first started doing like, uh, you know, help desk support, you could say, for a company. Bounced through a bunch of different positions in that company. Eventually got into some of the programming sides. Um, started understanding web development. Then I stumbled across a couple guys in the online marketing space who needed technical support. And this would have been in 2004. And in 2004, it was really about that kind of the start of the second wave of the online marketing world um, that we'll say kind of like hit peak in 06, 07. And anyways, they had me modifying websites and doing updates and stuff for them. And I questioned all of it. I'm like, this stuff is ugly. Like, what, what is what is the point of like this? No, I can make something way better. And uh, one of the guys says, Mike, you know, don't 
don't touch any of this stuff. Come to this event first and listen to this guy talk. So I went to an online marketing event and they started, they started off the event. And this is one of the partners of, of this company that I was helping. He says, you know, every tech person that you talk with about this is going to tell you that what I'm going, what I'm saying here today is wrong. The reason it's not wrong is the money doesn't lie. Follow the dollars. And I was instantly humbled by that because I hadn't thought of monetization at every step along the process before. In fact, e-commerce wasn't even really in my head. It just didn't click to me. I mean, I was passionate about the technology and how the pieces work and this and that. And that was the big switch, though, is when, you know, he got up on stage, did this presentation. I was humbled. I was like, oh, my gosh. I've been thinking about this entire equation completely wrong. So I kind of went back to school per se and just studied and studied and studied. And, um, you know, over the past you know, 10 years, built some really wild campaigns, some pretty large scale stuff um, by kind of sitting in that the, the, the those two areas, technology and marketing really juxtapositioned because the mindset for a marketer and the mindset for a tech person are very, very different. So I've, well, I've definitely found a little niche there. Well, you did. And, you know, I, I, it's kind of when I met you, that was kind of a big turning point as well for me in that I've always been a reasonably good entrepreneur. I, I've always enjoyed marketing a lot. And all of a sudden I'm listening to you and I go, and I, and I like technology. I'm in Silicon Valley and I've used it a lot, but I never kind of put the things together. And when you started showing me some of the things of how you could leverage and actually track marketing and really you know, the economics of the whole thing. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, for many entrepreneurs, we look at marketing almost as a cost center and we look at technology as a cost center. All of a sudden now <laughs> they become kind of wow. And then what's happened since has just been amazing. Maybe, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, kind of walk progressively, you know, I mean, back in 2004, for instance, you're starting, I mean, uh, YouTube didn't exist. Uh, I mean, it's almost Google didn't exist hardly. You know, I mean, it did, but yeah. You know, I mean, there's AdWords been was very new at the yeah, time. Yeah, we're we're on <laughs> Skype right now, and you know, uh, I don't know if that existed. It certainly wasn't as robust as it is today. You know, kind of what what's been some of the progression that you've been seeing entrepreneurs really leverage and have success and and help you know their grow their business exponentially. Well, I kind of break it into two separate camps. You have your, your strategic thinking and your tactical thinking. And one of the downfalls, also, or one of the pitfalls that, it's not a really downfall, it's a positive, but it's a pitfall that people get stuck in, entrepreneurs get stuck in when it comes to online marketing or leveraging technology on the web, is that there's so much of it, you can get distracted, right? I mean, there's, there's a million ways to place uh, to get to generate traffic online, you know, variations of ad types and um, different social networks to play in and drive traffic from, and you know, all that tactical stuff really trips people up. So the thing that I think is the most important, kind of the, the starting point, is to understand your own strategic plan and to understand strategic database marketing, which is an old concept, right? So it kind of all emerged when computer horsepower became really cheap and guys could start segmenting lists and breaking large chunks of data apart and testing, mathematically testing offers to statistical significance. So it, with tech guys, we take people through a process of looking at your funnel, your sales funnel, we actually call them immersion sequences, and breaking apart how you're actually trying to move a customer through your world. 
and thinking about it like a relationship matters more, right? The strategic side is really relationship building, long-term relationship building, because we care about lifetime account values. We care about clients for life and then applying the tactical on top of that. So if you don't have your, your strategic foundation dialed in and you start throwing tactical stuff at the wall, you're really going to confuse yourself more than anything else. Well, and I, I see that all the time, Mike. I mean, we see that in the groups we're in, even among you know, really talented marketing people. They So often the kind of the one and done, you know, I got this great idea. I'm going to blast it out there and they have a little success, and, but there's no follow up campaign. And well, I'll blast it one more time and there's diminishing returns. And you see the guys who oftentimes are the quiet, thoughtful ones in the group that we don't hear from as much. They have kind of, they've got the plan, they're out there executing, they're listening to ideas to refine that. Uh, you know, when you talk about putting the plan together, because this is a big thing for all of us as entrepreneurs, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in the new shiny idea of technology or marketing. How do you see entrepreneurs successfully put this strategic plan together, the whole client pathing, client experience side or customer experience? Well, we take people through a process. There's actually a couple worksheets that we have, but we kind of start with the client avatar, which is really forcing someone to define who their ideal client is. You know, what's the conversation in their head? What's the real life events going on? What does that person look like? And then applying that avatar information, that thinking to an immersion sequence. And I have a longer presentation that kind of goes through uh, the immersion sequence stuff in depth, but essentially it's, how do I build that relationship from the hello, hey, somebody new, to want to go on a date, want to get married, want to have kids, want to have grandkids? I, I put it in the context of human relationships because it's a lot easier for people to get their head around it when you start positioning products and offers to them. So building that, that immersion sequence, that flow, and then answering to your own customer avatar and asking those questions, those strategic questions, can really set you up for success so that you're not trying to stuff a square peg in a round hole and succeed despite yourself because you're trying some new tactical marketing approach, new type of media buying, new type of ads that it'll work because your media costs are so cheap. And that's what we really saw in the early 2000s up till about 2007, 2008. You know, I had the luxury of being kind of at that front edge of Google AdWords. Um, unfortunately, I, I missed it. Know, yeah, I, unfortunately, I didn't know everything I know now. So I was I was working under the guys, you know, working for others' campaigns at the time. But uh, you know, we were talking penny clicks, yeah. two cent, three cent clicks for hot keywords. So the media was so cheap because there was no competition, and that's the problem. That's the rabbit hole. Is that as new tactics come out you can very easily turn into somebody who's jumping tactic, 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 that's super cheap, mm -hmm. throwing your hands up when it quits working. So no, it's, that's, it, that's definitely a trap to be careful of. Well, and so I wanna come back. I mean, I'm gonna continue on the technology front because I mean, you, you know, you have so many insights for all of us, but I wanna go back to you as an entrepreneur and you've built, you know, one of you know, a national practice, very few technology groups have done it and certainly in the, the focus that you have. What was the big breakthrough? Mike, I mean, where did it all start coming together where, you know, there's so many people like yourself that are kind of, you know, once they leave a firm, they're freelancers versus building, you know, companies that can really work on these big projects. Lifestyle, craved a certain lifestyle. I definitely, in the beginning, while I'm passionate about technology and I became passionate about marketing, you know, primarily 
out of uh, being humbled and needing to eat, right? Those two couple together. Um, I really was seeking dollars, kind of like the traditional entrepreneur in the beginning. And when I hit those, you know, if I had this much money numbers, things really started to shift in another way. And it really started to, to have me start looking at what do I really want to create and what direction do I really want to go. So, you know, I've, I subsequently have additional other companies in, in uh, other areas from that. But anyways, I don't even know if I answered your question. Well, <laughs> but I mean, you know, one of the things I was thinking of from a technology standpoint, what ha I mean, usually it's a lot of freelance guys and, you know, maybe a little group. But you, you guys have really worked on some big projects. I was wondering, as an entrepreneur, what was the breakthrough? I mean, why all of a sudden was it, you know, was it that linear, you know, everything just kind of built one day at a time? Or did something hit that was a big breakthrough for you? Got it. There was one piece that did hit really well is this would have been back in 06, 07. We actually put some software together to do really elaborate post-transactional upsell processes using Infusionsoft, which is a, uh, we'll call it a entry to mid-level CRM tool that a lot of the individuals in the information marketing space use. And we had really elaborate pre- and post-transactional sequencing capability. So we were able to increase average order value for individuals doing online launches, pretty sizable online launches. You know, so the increase was 50%. 100%, you know, some pretty big numbers when you're talking a multi-million dollar launch, and that kind of put us on the map of, you know, building technology to suit marketing needs. Well, I want to just get, you know, it's easy to pass, well, 50%, 100%. I, I know some of the guys you helped along the way, and uh, I mean, those are big numbers, and this is what I love about using technology and marketing together is that you you can test, so there's not this putting your finger up and saying, hey, you know, is it working? This is, we get the statistics, we can test almost everything. Any good marketing uh, person using tech in today's world, and this should be you, you know, uh, is A-B testing at a minimum and seeing 50 and 100% increases. And, you know, this is in the information marketing world, and they've kind of led the charge on using some of this technology, but it's available to all of us as entrepreneurs. And, Boy, I mean, you know, they're doing it with just intellectual property. Some of you are building widgets and, you know, you've got really great platforms, but you're not using this technology. I mean, Mike, what are you passionate about for entrepreneurs who haven't done this, but they've, you know, they've got really good businesses. They've got 5 million, 10 million, 100 million, even a billion dollars of revenue. Some of the uh, viewers and listeners today, you know, what are you excited about, you know, at this point in time that, they can really look at and maybe you know get that exponential growth that we're talking about. So I mentioned before strategic database marketing, or I mentioned database marketing, you know, which really is that basis of building a list, growing a list, segmenting the list. So I think the biggest opportunity for entrepreneurs that are out there, particularly if they're not using any of these tactics or they haven't followed, we'll call it that information marketing world, which is great at leading the charge, but all this stuff applies across every business it really boils down to building a list, right? The list of prospects, the list of buyers at the different phases they are with respect to the relationship they have with your business. Build that list, mine it, talk to them, build in the communication models. I mean, that's the biggest thing that most people aren't doing that, I mean, you can turn it on overnight practically. You gotta have good marketing copy, you gotta have a reason for reaching out. I mean, 
all the all the standard marketing stuff applies, but huge gains are there in just leveraging what you already have in a more thoughtful manner. Well, and it's, it's oh, we add one one more piece here too, which is interesting, is that a lot of businesses like I just went to well, I have this business card here. We stopped by a little shop in town just yesterday, and it was very interesting how their entire list building strategy is pushing people to their Facebook page. That's the methodology they chose, which for them, it's a clothing retail company that posts lots of neat things. That works pretty well. It's more of a social sphere kind of list limitations on mining that list because of Facebook's technology versus doing email or other methods. But it's great to see it. And it's funny how many businesses out there are like, like us on Facebook. And that <laughs> is like everybody's first almost exposure to database marketing. And it, it kind of makes me giggle a little bit. Well, there, and there is, uh, you know, I mean, I'm using Salesforce in a CR, uh, as a CRM and then marketing automation, Eloqua. And I mean, there's Marketo, there's HubSpot, there's all these different tools out there. In addition to Infusionsoft, which is really a lot of the information marketing people are. And I mean, I, I'm, I do in my core business, which is coaching financial advisors, top financial advisors around the world. I know every week I run a webinar and it's, it's a minimum of $50,000 each week. I mean, I'm, I'm increasing the number of webinars. We're testing different things. And, it, and it's just, it's a great way to have a platform that you can bring out whatever business you are. Mike, let, let me go to... You know, the app of the day. We have a segment we call the app of the day. And, you know, I mean, you, you know, you're a technology guy. So, you know, what's something that is an application that you're using or you're using with your clients that they're having some big success with? Right, two things come to mind. The first is we'll call it a social application, which is Kickstarter. If, if you're okay. not familiar with Kickstarter. One of my favorite here, Mike. Say what? It's one of my favorite is Kickstarter. Okay. I, I got I more little is, things. But yeah, tell us what it is because a lot of people may not know it yet. Okay. If, if you don't know what Kickstarter is, go to kickstarter.com. Check it out. It is the, we'll call it the beginning. We're at the beginning of the wave of crowdfunding. And there's a, I could rant on this for quite a while, but Kickstarter itself is getting individuals to donate or buy, purchase, pledge, towards some goal that you have put forth, right? And well, all me, sorts of interesting things. I'm gonna campaigns. stop just for a second. Like for entrepreneurs, normally what we're used to is I've done a lot of raising capital. And when I raise capital, I have to give up equity. On Kickstarter, there's no equity. This is, you know, one of the things when you're doing marketing testing, you know, you go out and you used to get focus groups. And these people may never buy. Kickstarter to me is like one of the best focus groups in the world because they write checks to you. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, so if you're not, or Indiegogo, Kickstarter, or the two big ones of uh, crowdfunding, I think. It, Mike, you know, give, maybe give an example, because I know you've been involved in some of these campaigns, and it's, it's pretty amazing what can take place. Yeah, we, we did a campaign that did uh, 1.5 million last year. But one of the most interesting ones to follow right now is if well, you remember mention, Rainbow. Mention, mention who it is, and then because I I want to I want to set the stage because you're working you're working on a bunch of these. I got to figure out how to work with you on one too because <laughs> <laughs> I've been blown away. But Peter Diamandis is uh, I forgot the name of the company, but it's it's uh, a planetary resources. Yeah, it's an asteroid mining company. Yeah. We did a $1 million Kickstarter for a publicly funded, controlled slash operated space telescope that's a 
the initial part of the campaign for, or really their business, to go mine asteroids. So the, the whole goal was to actually involve the public more than it was to raise the money because the company is backed by multiple billionaires. So Kickstarter as a tool really allows you to catalyze individuals around a cause or an epic mission or a concept as well as get funds or uh, have people pay for things that you haven't even built yet. The campaign doesn't succeed. You know, they're not paying you anything. You got to hit your goals. Kind of like dry testing from mar a marketing perspective. Uh, but one of the really neat ones to watch right now, and probably by the, the, the time this goes out, the campaign may be finished, but it's, it's a great study in, in social cause and social impact, is Reading Rainbow. Uh, LeVar Burton uh, put up a Kickstarter to bring back Reading Rainbow to every child everywhere, which is a very awesome, noble, epic goal. If you, everybody remembers Reading Rainbow, it was about helping foster the love of reading in a, in a sort of sideways backdoor method to increase literacy rates, uh, particularly in inner city areas, etc. It wasn't about teaching you to read per se, but it was about creating that love of reading. And the campaign that he's put together is awesome. Totally worth checking out. He did uh, an AMA on Reddit, uh, supporting it. Also, really great content, really great marketing perspective. And just, I mean, LeVar is one authentic dude. And so it's a great one to, to look at and model. So Kickstarter, yeah. by far as a tool, is is something to keep an eye on. And He's... real quick, another one real oh, quick. Go ahead. On the mobile side, for anybody looking to develop mobile applications, there's a little tool called Prototype on Paper. It lets you, as the entrepreneur, draw out your application on a piece of paper take photos of it and then link the screens together so the app feels like somebody's using it wonderful little tool if you search prototype on paper or pop in app store i know it's on iphone it may be on android as well great little tool to simplify the we'll call it the app design thinking process you still gotta you know, pay somebody to build the thing but really lets you get to a mental prototype uh, much faster no, I mean, these are great, Mike. I really appreciate it. We live in such an amazing world. I mean, I can yeah. uh, still mm -hmm. remember LeVar on uh, Star Trek, and uh, he's just done some amazing things, both as an actor and really an activist now. And, and we're, you know, we're seeing Kickstarter crowdfunding, uh, but this is a great way. You don't have to do a multi-million dollar campaign. You can do some really interesting things you know, for your business. So, you know, again, look at these. Let, let's go to the entrepreneurial insight of the day. And what I'm looking for here, Mike, is you know, with what you're you're seeing, what I don't want to say average successful entrepreneur, but you know, for we're across a lot of uh, different types of firms, whether manufacturer, professional services, intellectual property. You know, what what would be kind of what you're seeing right now? That given all that you've learned, the one insight that you would want to share with our viewers and listeners? Oh, there's so many, but I guess the one I would say is develop a working knowledge of strategic marketing for your business. As the entrepreneur, you have to that tour. It, it can't be completely outsourced to somebody on your team and re just really get your head around the strategic side of this because the tools that are out there to do this, there's so many tools out there to do it and it can make such a radical impact on the business from a sales efficiency standpoint. I can speak on a, on a technical efficiency standpoint with one other great idea, which is uh, consolidated data models. You know, if, if you have your, your data scattered across multiple systems still, kind of circa early 2000s when the tech didn't exist, to kind of fully exist in the cloud and build under one system, et cetera, 
look to consolidate your data from the efficiency side of reporting. You know, better reports, better KPIs, real-time data in any parts of the business will have a radical impact. That's great. Let me play back the key takeaways that I'm taking that from, you know, in working with your teams, my fellow like-minded entrepreneurs, what you should be bringing back. And, and Mike, let me know if I got it. I mean, number, number one, I'm hearing loud and clear is strategic plan that, you know, have the whole client pathing, the client experience, customer experience mapped out before you embark on any of this. Second big thing is really know who the client is. And, you know, we could argue the order of those two, but the client avatar, I, I just see so often where, you know, we get so excited, we're going to change the world and we forget that we've got to have at least a primary focus. And I heard that loud and clear. And then the third that jumps out at me and, you know, each of these have been very important to me, but the third one has been the biggest kind of new thing that you've helped me with, Mike, is just understanding the ability to leverage databases. I mean, it's so, I come from the financial services industry and there are so many databases that companies have and they're all over the place and they're not brought together and they're not used efficiently. They're not segmented. They're not really mined. And uh, those are the three big takeaways that I would work with, I'm gonna work with my, my senior team to really go ahead and make a difference. Mike, does that uh, resonate with you as well? Yeah, I think it's, that's, that's some good takeaways for sure. Okay, any, you know, let's go to resources real quick. I'm going to put up on the screen the uh, your website, Tech Guys Who Get Marketing. You know, if you want to reach out to Mike and his team, uh, and then you got some resources, you got some videos and so on. Really doing some extremely interesting work. We also talked about Kickstarter. Kickstarter, it's kickstarter.com. It's a fun, fun one to do just to look at. I've bought many things over it, so be careful. Funded many projects. The other is prototyping on paper. I haven't tried that yet, and I will definitely download that today. Mike, you know, first of all, I really appreciate you joining us today. I appreciate even more having you as a business associate and friend. I mean, you're leading the charge on this stuff. So thank you. I know my fellow entrepreneurs, thank you. To get a copy of this transcript, because you might have missed something, go to acceleratingentrepreneurialsuccess.com. We also have it for those of you who have, have difficulty like me spelling entrepreneurial, it's aesnation.com because we're building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are doing remarkable things. Mike, thank you again, and let's go out and make a difference. Awesome. Thank you, John.